Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of Let's Talk Ringette. I'm your host, Robin Gillespie. Today, we welcome a special guest to talk about LGBTQ inclusion in sport. We find out how we can be supportive to our teammates and why LGBTQ inclusion matters. to have Kevin Jesus join me today. Kevin was a sports anchor for Global TV Saskatoon for seven years and is currently a news producer at Global TV Edmonton. He is also an ambassador for the You Can Play Project, an organization that works to ensure the safety and inclusion of all people in sports, including LGBTQ athletes, coaches, and fans. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure being here. Why don't you start by telling us a bit more about yourself and your sporting experience growing up and if you're involved in sports now? Yeah, so basically, uh, Growing up, I quickly realized I didn't really have a ton of talent to play sports. Uh, my dad played professionally, uh, played soccer professionally in Portugal. Um, so you would have thought that that gene kind of carried through. Not so much, but what did carry over was my love of sport. And I quickly realized that I wanted to be behind a microphone and being a sports reporter and sharing people's stories. So I uh, started at New Cap Television in Lloydminster for a couple of years. Went to Global Saskatoon, as you had mentioned, for about seven um, and then after that, it was more time to come home and came back to uh, Edmonton. I got a job at Global Edmonton as a uh, news producer. I'm now a senior news producer there and I still fill in on the sports desk from time to time as well. So I kind of get the best of both worlds. You know, I get the, yeah. the news industry and I still get to share my passion for sports. Uh, in terms of playing sports, um, for the last five years, I've been part of uh, Curling with Pride, which is Edmonton's uh, LGBTQ um, curling uh, organization. So that's been a lot of fun. Sounds very cool. Yeah. You mentioned to me in the background leading up to this interview mm -hmm. that you had some challenges um, growing up as someone who identifies as LGBTQ. Mm -hmm. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? I mean, I think everyone kind of struggles in terms of figuring out who they are. Um, it took me, uh, for those of you who don't know me, I'm 34 years old, turning 35. Um, it took me a little while to figure out you know, who I was and, and I really struggled with my sexual identity. Um, but once I kind of figured out that, okay, you know what, I'm gay, the next difficulty was, okay, now I got to come out to my family, then I got to come out with friends, and then what about my life in sports? And that was a big struggle for me because I, so much of my career was centered around the sports world and you kind of have that you know, that thought process of, you know, I won't be accepted and what are they going to think of me and how do I build on these relationships? And it was an absolute struggle, but, you know, thankfully there were a lot of outlets, a great group of friends. And, and I'll be honest, I wish you can play existed when I was going through some of those struggles. Um, but to kind of put it into perspective for your, for those of you listening to really understand one of my biggest passions uh, when I was at Global Saskatoon was covering the University of Saskatchewan Huskies football team. And I always said the day that I got tired of going to practice was the day that I was kind of done. And I remember standing at practice one day and looking around at the stadium and I'm like, man, like, I love my job. But at the same time, I felt so isolated because mm -hmm. I just didn't know how they would uh, you know, react to it. And I can tell you, you know, skip ahead a little while, um, they all welcomed me with open arms and it was not a big deal whatsoever. Well, that's great to hear. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about the You Can Play project. How did it start and how did you get involved? Uh, okay, well, how did the You Can Play project started um, was Brendan Burke. Um, 
the last name may be familiar to many of you. Uh, Brian Burke is was the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs at the time. He's been around the NHL for quite some time. He's now um, an, uh, an in-studio analyst uh, on Rogers Sportsnet. Uh, his son Brendan came out. Uh, it was a television interview on TSN. Gosh, I want to say it was probably about 2010, 2011. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, if you want to call it a game changer, you know, in sports you have that TSN turning point. This was the TSN turning point for LGBTQ um, rights, acceptance, if you will, uh, in pro sports, in my opinion. Because here was Brendan Burke, who was involved in hockey at that time, coming out and saying, I am gay. And his father, who anyone who has seen anything to do with Brian Burke knows that he's a rough and gruff Irishman. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just welcomed his son with open arms and just showed unconditional love and support. Uh, you know, he certainly had his reservations in the sense of, would is sports ready for something like this? Is hockey ready for this? And it was. I mean, there's certainly challenges along the way. Unfortunately, uh, shortly after that uh, coming out um, interview, if you will, uh, Brendan was killed in a car accident. And the family wanted to keep his message, his dream alive. And that's where You Can Play Project was born. Essentially, if you can play, you can play. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're gay, if you're lesbian, you know, if you're transgender, if you're bisexual, you know, two-spirit, if you're if you're black, you're white, you're Asian, it doesn't, you know, if you're a guy or you're a girl, it doesn't matter. If you can play, you can play. That's as simple as it gets. And that has been the process of this, uh, this project. In terms of my involvement and how I got involved, it started with a simple email from Chris Wells, um, who is, uh, you know, a huge advocate in the LGBTQ community here in Edmonton, now works at McEwen University. And he was just like, hey, I think you would be a wonderful asset to this. And I met with uh, the team and here we are, you know, we're spreading the message and and trying to uh, educate uh, athletes and allies and parents about the importance of You Can Play. So one big part of the You Can Play project is the creation and promotion of these videos talking about inclusion and Mm -hmm. acceptance. Um, They're put out by various teams and organizations. Um, I actually have the audio here from one I really like from Team Northwest Territories. If you can pursue excellence, you You can can play. play. You can put aside your fears. You can fly. No, you can play. If you're a boy, if you're a girl, or anything in between, no matter the race, no matter the size, if you're straight or if you're gay, if you can play, you can play. If you can attack the wall, if you can swim the line, if you can embrace the pain, you, you can, can play. play. If you can save it, you can play. If you can spin, if you can smash, you can play. If you can slide like a butterfly, you can play. You can be firm but fair. If you can remain impartial, if you can make the call, you can play. There's magic in every kid. We just have to give them a chance to play. If you can inspire, if you can empower, you can play. If you can fall and get up, again and again and again, you you can play. If you can find a way to do it all while holding yourself to a standard higher than victory, you can play. And I also have a clip from a video made by the Zone 5 AA Ringette Club in March of 2015. No matter your race, your religion, or your sexual preference, do you want to be on our team? Do you have heart? Do you have talent? Do you have skill? Then you can be on our team. We 
will always stand up for our teammates. I've got your back. We got your back. On our team, we pledge to make our dressing room a place of unity. Where everyone contributes. Where everyone matters. Where everyone is valued. Respect your team. Respect your competitors. Respect the fans. Having a chance to just be yourself around your teammates is a chance that every athlete should have. All information and videos for the You Can Play project can be found at youcanplayproject.org. There are videos from the Calgary Flames, Vegas Golden Knights, there are professional soccer teams, universities, all the CFL teams. There are well over 200 videos to check out, so please do. I really liked the clip from Team Northwest Territories and Sport North because it brought in the coaches and officials, and obviously they're a big part of You Can Play as well. Of course they are, yeah. I mean, it encompasses everyone. Again, whether you're an ally, an athlete, an official, maybe you're a uh, front office management type, you know, a, a coach, a, it doesn't matter. If you can play, you can play. And, you know, take away the literal sense of the if you can play. It's essentially we're all part of the same team here. So let's just emphasize that, that we're all in this together. Mm -hmm. I also featured the Zone 5 AA Ringette Club one because that's the only clip we have from a Ringette Club so far. And so I want to encourage um, other teams and clubs and organizations to maybe look into this project and maybe mm -hmm. get involved. I want to touch a little bit on, on Zone 5 because sure. there was something that one of the lines in there was being yourself around your teammates. I can't stress just how important that is. I want to use a quote and I, I brought it here with me because it's a quote that I use a lot when I uh, speak to other groups and organizations. Robbie Rogers was the first openly gay a major league soccer player. He played with the uh, Los Angeles Galaxy. He's a former U.S. national team member. And he has a great book that talks about his coming out process and his journey. And one of the lines in there was, I wish I'd known the high price you inevitably pay when you choose to keep a secret that compels you to live a lie. It sounds harsh, but essentially, it is such a struggle when you are closeted, where you don't feel comfortable enough to share who you are with your teammates or your coaches or your loved ones and that starts to weigh on you and that starts to become you know a major problem um, in terms of you know you just want to go out there and play you know the best athletes out there are the ones that can just focus on the game now imagine if you're thinking oh my gosh like what if so and so found out that you know, I like so-and-so, or you know, do I sound too gay, or you know, do I look, you know, like, these are the the, the thoughts that kind of go through your mind, being yourself around your teammates, that is so important. And that's why doing team exercises like this, where you can put together a video, it really goes to show your teammates and anyone that's coming to the team, whether, and even the parents and the friends and so forth and coaches, that, hey, this is a welcoming and inclusive environment. So if you want to put together a video, number one, be yourself, be natural, be real. Um, you know, we suggest that you use the line, if you can play, you can play. You don't have to do that for every single, you know, line, but use, use that line at least once in the video. And then on the youcanplayproject.org website, there is a link there on how you can then email in your video, and then they'll go through the process of posting it. Um, but again, I, I can't, it may seem insignificant, a 30 second video, but those 30 seconds could mean the world to a teammate that you may not even know is struggling. Absolutely. I completely agree. And like we said, there's over 200 videos. So go and look at some examples, mm -hmm. take what you like, 
Um, and it would be a great team project for everyone as we get into the middle of the season here. So Rangit Alberta has an inclusion policy centered around gender identity and gender expression. And I think it's good to have this policy as an association, but it's very administrative. Um, so I thought we could come up with some ways that athletes, coaches, officials, and parents could be more inclusive within their team and sport environment versus just having the correct words on a registration form. More of an everyday context. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I think there's two good ways um, to really promote inclusivity. Um, the first one is more of a real sign of support. How awesome would it be if you walk into your ringette locker room and all of a sudden you see the sticks lined up and they're all wrapped up in pride tape, right? I mean, that right away sends the message, hey, you know what, this is a pretty welcoming place. Mm -hmm. So if you are someone that has been struggling, now you see that and say, hey, wait a second, maybe, maybe I can find someone that I trust on this team. Maybe it's a coach, maybe it's a captain, you know, maybe it's just your best friend on the team that you could be like, hey, like, I'm struggling with this, I'm dealing with this, or hey, just so you know, like, I have a girlfriend, whatever. That's one way of showing it. The other way is language. Language matters. Language is so important. And, you know, I think it's important that we kind of look at it as we need to be not bystanders, we need to be upstanders. And what I mean by that is we need to stand up when we see casual homophobia, which is exactly what that is. It's, it's, it's casual homophobia. It's just, it's words like that's so gay. Well, yes, people have been saying that for a long time. That doesn't mean it's right. That doesn't mean it's less harmful. That doesn't mean it's not hurtful. At the end of the day, language matters. And we need to, to make it very clear that if all of a sudden you're in the locker room and you hear someone say, oh, that's so gay. Whoa, that is not acceptable here in this locker room. And very quickly, people start to, you know, change their, their train of thought. I mean, the English language is so diverse. There are many other ways that you can insult another person, <laughs> yeah. you know, or... We've heard some creative phrases. I'm sure yes, our uh, exactly. coordinator can attest to of that. Of course, <laughs> right? Like, there, there are many other ways that you can express yourself other than using hurtful words. Um, there's a website, nohomophobes.com. This really hammers home the point of why language matters. I mean, the phrase so gay, as of right now, it is 1.21 in the afternoon, has been used in 592 tweets so far today. The word, I won't say it right now because it is G-rated, um, but it is a word, a derogatory slur, a homophobic slur, has been used uh, over 1,300 times. Another slur towards uh, lesbians over 1,700 times. That's just today, and that's in wow. 12 hours. It really puts into perspective that there's a lot of work to be done, and this is language that continues to be used, and this is language that needs, quite frankly, to be eradicated. There's no room for this kind of language in society, and especially in sports. Yeah, and I think if anybody goes on um, to that website, which we'll provide a link for, they'll see phrases that either they've used or maybe have been directed towards them. Um, yeah. We've all heard them directed at somebody we know, at least. Exactly. And, you know, the thing that we have to remember is we can't, we need to use it as an educational tool. We need to use this. You can't come down hard on someone 
if you catch them saying it the first time. I'll use an example. Um, a former co-worker of mine, we're very good friends uh, now, and um, he would consistently use, you know, that's so gay, that's so gay all the time. And I wasn't out at the time. And that was really bothering me. So finally I pulled him aside and I'm like, look, this phrase just doesn't jive. It's not acceptable and this is why. And then I, that's how I chose actually to come out to him. And he was just blown away and was just like, I'm so sorry, I did not realize. And that's the thing, These a lot of people use these phrases, these words, without really thinking about the meaning and just how hurtful that might be. And that's where education comes in. And that's why we need to be upstanders and stand up to the language that is being used and remind everyone that this is an inclusive place. I like the phrase upstanders because you're standing up for your teammates, you're standing up for your exactly. friends, you're not just hoping someone else kind of takes the reins on this. That phrase, that's so gay, that's a phrase I heard all the time growing up in school. Um, what does that feel like to uh, saying that to a young person or around a young person who might be questioning their sexuality when comments like that are made? I'll put myself back in those shoes and when I would hear that, what that signaled to me was this person will not be supportive of who I am and I can't tell this person who I truly am. And then suddenly you're now tiptoeing around everything. Oh man, like I can't tell them that I like listening to Britney Spears because they're going to think I'm gay which I am, but I don't want them to know that. So, you know, let's talk about, you know, you know, what? like those are the thought processes that go through your mind. So, you know, it may seem in insignificant to some people. It's just a phrase. It's been used forever. Well, that doesn't mean that it's right. And again, Absolutely. there's other ways, other phrases that you can use. What do you have to say to someone who says, well, I don't have to understand LGBTQ inclusion or be inclusive because we don't have anybody on our team who's gay or who's transgender or two-spirit or queer or otherwise? Well, number one, you may not know that for 100% fact because some people may not feel comfortable telling you that. But number two, for, you have to think about there's life outside your locker room. This, is, this goes beyond sport. This is about life in general. And maybe you go back, maybe you have a coworker, maybe you have a classmate, you know, maybe you have a family member uh, or a friend outside of sport that you have no idea that is struggling with it. You know, I'll tell you, my family and, and a lot of my friends were surprised when I came out. They're like, I never saw it coming. I'm like, well, I did a very good job hiding it. Um, <laughs> But they were all very welcoming and accepting. But it does give you pause to think about, like, I really hope the language that I used around you didn't hurt you. I can't tell you the amount of times I've had people, uh, friends from high school and college, have come up to me afterwards and saying, I really hope I didn't say anything that hurt you. And I'm like, don't worry, I understand. Like, mm -hmm. it was a different time and, and, and you didn't know and understand. And they don't use those terms anymore. And that to me is... Number one, a true sign of, of love and acceptance, but it also is a sign of understanding and knowledge that they truly know that language matters. Do you have any other thoughts or advice you'd like to share with our listeners? To anyone listening that may be struggling with who they are, maybe struggling with the coming out process, uh, number one, know that you're not alone. Uh, that's the most important thing. 
number two, know that Ringette Alberta is doing everything that it can to try and make life as easy as possible uh, for you. There are so many outlets out there available for support and for help, whether it be through Ring at Alberta, through the You Can Play Project, uh, so many other organizations out there, the Edmonton Pride Center, um, all these uh, areas that can help you uh, going through this process. Um, the other thing that I would say is, especially when it comes to, to the coming out process, Make sure you do it when you're ready. Don't let anyone force you to do it. Don't do it when you're not comfortable or ready. Just be yourself. Just do it when you know when it, you'll know when it's time. Um, and in terms of bringing it back to the whole sport thing, again, if you can play, you can play. It's as simple as that. Language matters. Put on some pride tape on your stick. I wrap it around my curling broom. Um, it's just an easy way to just show some support and to show even other teams that, hey, you know what, we are an inclusive team. And it's just such a cool way to, to show your support. And uh, just have fun and good luck with your seasons. And I hope all of you end up winning. I know that's impossible, <laughs> but do what you can. Reach your goals. Have fun. Awesome. Well, it was great to have you, Kevin. Thank you very much for your time. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. It is Monday, November 5th, and here is your Ring at Roundup. There will be lots of NRL action in Alberta this weekend. Calgary is hosting BC Thunder for three games. They will play Saturday, November 10th at 12.15 at the Ron and Ebsen Arena and 6 p.m. at the Northeast Sports Complex. They will have one more game Sunday at the Northeast Sports Complex at 11 a.m. Black Gold Rush and Edmonton Wham play each other at Service Place in St. Albert this weekend as well. Games are Saturday at 9.45 a.m. and Sunday at 10 a.m. Taking your teammates and friends to either of these series would be a great team activity for the weekend. Wear your Ringette jerseys for free entry and see Ringette's top league in action. For all stats, standings, and schedules, go to nationalringetteleague.ca. Elsewhere, there are four tournaments happening in the next two weeks. The Airdrie Ring of Fire Tournament is taking place November 9th to 11th, featuring teams in U12, U14, and U16 divisions. The Platinum Ring is happening in Short Park the same weekend with U10 and U12 teams. The Lacombe Icebreaker Tournament will be held November 16th to 18th. They will welcome teams from U10 to Open Sea. And finally, the Lethbridge Chinook Tournament will host a wide range of divisions from U10 through Open A. Tournament info can be found by going to ringettealberta.com slash tournaments. Let's Talk Ringette is produced by Ringette Alberta and created using Anchor.fm. I'm your host and producer, Robin Gillespie. Sharon handles all our social media. Special thanks again to today's guest, Kevin Jesus, and thank you to Greer Gemin from Cause and Dr. William Bridal from University of Calgary for their assistance in arranging the interview. All resources we used or discussed in the making of this episode will be available at ringatalberta.com slash letstalkringette and in the notes of this episode in your podcast app. If you have questions or comments regarding something you heard today, or you'd like to suggest a topic for a future episode, send an email to robin at ringatalberta.com. Contact information, new episodes, policies, and news can all be found at ringatalberta.com. Until next time, see you around the rinks.